You're listening to WBEZ. For more than two years now, some of us have had the pleasure and pain of working from home. The same goes for Chicago aldermen, who still conduct a majority of their meetings online. A joint analysis by WBEZ, The Daily Line, and Crane Chicago Business found that going virtual made a difference in one big way. Aldermen actually showed up to more meetings when given the option to tune in remotely. Now, city officials are wrestling with the same questions as everyone else. Is it time to return downtown? WBEZ's Claudia Morell reports. Alderman Walter Burnett finds himself in front of a computer screen a lot these days. In fact, the West Loop alderman had to attend more meetings than any of his 49 colleagues on the city council. So when I asked him if remote meetings made it easier for him to do his job, he paused. Somewhat. Burnett is a member of 10 committees, including one that he chairs. And that's not even counting all the other boards he serves on, like a citywide development board that meets monthly. Like, for instance, I'm, on, I'm a commissioner on the plan commission. Mm-hmm. Plan commission goes on all day. While I'm at the plan commission, there's committee meetings going on. So it's hard to do both. Yeah, how do you do both? Do well, I have two computers, computers three computers. It's, it's really challenging. Still, his attendance rate is better than the average alderman. According to a WBEZ Cranes and Daily Line analysis, Burnett attended 83% of the meetings he was required to since May of 2019. That's slightly above the overall average of the rest of his colleagues. Since the start of the term, Chicago aldermen have attended four out of five meetings they're supposed to. That's 81%. It's a big jump from when WBEZ did this analysis three years ago, finding aldermen only showed up to work 64% of the time. Many of the low-ranking aldermen from the last time have been replaced with freshmen eager to absorb even the dullest aspects of city government. Well, I mean, anything will come up, right? I mean, whether it's a zoning issue, whether it's permits, whether it's like bigger, larger city law legislation. That's Andre Vasquez. He's one of four newly elected aldermen who made the top five in attendance rankings. It's what the people pay us to do. That's what your tax dollars do. And like, this is your government. You should expect us to be there. Two-thirds of the city council's meetings have been conducted virtually. For some, like Hyde Park Alderman Leslie Harrison, that shift made all the difference. The Southside Alderman closed out last term near the bottom, missing hundreds of meetings. Now, she has one of the best attendance records out of everyone. It encourages participation, both where I could be in my ward participating, um, you know, as opposed to coming down here parking for a a meeting that's maybe two minutes or a meeting that might be four hours or six hours. Getting to avoid that drive to City Hall, the traffic, the parking, was one thing she and almost every alderman we talked to agreed on. That's a lot for some people, and it's expensive. A lot of aldermen said they liked not having to choose between their duties at the hall and their obligations in the ward. Attending to ward matters, garbage can requests, tree trimming, potholes, was the most common excuse given by the most absent aldermen. Alderman Raymond Lopez topped the list last time as a freshman. Now he's ranked 21. I'm glad I'm not alone in attending committee meetings. Uh, The only byproduct of the pandemic that I'm thankful for is that it has spurred my colleagues to be more involved in committees. Lopez says that doesn't mean remote meetings are more convenient for everyone. One unfortunate trade-off has been that the public has been left out. Virtual meetings may get more viewers, but signing up to comment during one of those, good luck. 
very cumbersome for the public as opposed to just simply showing up, signing up, and going from there. Like the rest of us, Chicago aldermen aren't sure how long they'll continue to work remotely. The only time they're required downtown is for the monthly city council meeting. And their physical absence has had an impact. The streets around City Hall look very different today. I'm standing on the corner of Randolph and LaSalle. On my right is City Hall. To the left, the Thompson Center. It's around lunchtime on a weekday, and the streets are... Well, the streets are pretty bare. There's two empty storefronts directly across the street from City Hall. It's the former 7-Eleven I used to go to all the time, and a coffee shop is also closed. And these vacancies aren't just near City Hall. They're sprinkled all over the loop and downtown. The byproduct of our collective change in how we work. We, we don't have the vibrancy. We don't have that energy. And there's really no substitute for that. As a downtown resident, Alderman Brian Hopkins watched the once thriving central business district transform into something unrecognizable. It, it creates a perception that we're just lacking the kind of economic activity that a city needs to have to sustain itself. Marie Trupek Lynch is the CEO of Skills for Chicagoland's Future. Her nonprofit works with companies to find job opportunities for the unemployed. She says the absence of workers creates a domino effect on the economy. It starts in the central business district and bleeds into the neighborhoods. Right. You stop at that local coffee shop to grab a bagel and coffee before you come downtown. You go to the dry cleaner to drop off your work clothes. Suddenly you're not you don't have those. Public officials make up a fraction of the downtown workforce. But what they do next could be a prelude for how everyone else may approach working in the loop in the coming months. Alderman largely agrees some kind of hybrid schedule is the way of the future. Lynch says she's not sure how much of an impact Alderman's return would make in getting others to follow. But she points to San Francisco, where the city partnered with business leaders on a campaign to get people to return downtown. Hopkins says while the private sector has been making changes to encourage a return to the office, the city council has done nothing. I think it's essential, and and we've really dropped the ball on that. He says if the city council can show that it's safe for 50 aldermen, the mayor, and the public to gather at City Hall without it becoming a super spreader event, others might follow. That's how we lead by example. Leading by example means taking those steps, making those investments. Back at City Hall, Alderman Carrie Austin reflects on the last two years. While her attendance vastly improved this go-around thanks to those virtual meetings. I'm grateful this time I'm not in the bottom. The 30-year veteran of the city council says legislating over Zoom just isn't the same as a sidebar on the city council floor. What can I say? Things change. I'm hoping that we go back to some kind of normalcy. I know it won't be like it was, uh, but... If we can't dialogue with each other, then that's what's going to make the difference. Aldermen have yet to release a timeline for when they plan to return fully in person, if at all. Like everyone else, they're taking it day by day. Claudia Morell, WBEZ News. This is WBEZ.